Welcome to our Holden Village podcast. For over 50 years now, Holden Village has traveled a rich history of faith that has transformed a copper mining town into a vibrant place of education, programming, and worship. Holden has sought to welcome all who seek contemplation and community in the remote wilderness of the beautiful Cascade Mountains. We continue to invite people of all ages to come alongside our rhythms, which inspire and equip travelers for a sustainable life of faith outside the village. And we continue to listen and reflect on our story and history and seek to discover our place in God's creative mission in our world. Our podcasts are a way of sharing our conversations with our teaching faculty around reformation, the reforming of our relationships with the earth with each other, and with a divine. Let's tune in and join the conversation. I'm Hal Tausig. I'm a postmodern theologian. I think mostly about ancient texts from the early Christ movements. At the same time, I'm very interested in interpretation for contemporary 21st century of texts from the first and second century. I'm a Christian. I uh, don't think that's particularly good or bad. I they just couldn't squeeze it out of me um, if, if you tried. Uh, sometimes, in fact, I know that it's not good to be a Christian, and sometimes I know it is good to be a Christian. But anyway, that's who I am. Um, I had a career. It's, I'm now retired from both a career as a professor of New Testament and a pastor in the United Methodist Church. I think this is my 10th time at Holden Village, uh, and it's a great place to be. And what I'm working on this time is an ancient text called The Acts of Paul and Thecla. We think it may be written in the first, but probably the second century CE. It's probably one of the most popular books ever written um, within the early Christ movements or Christianity. It was never lost. Most uh, most uh, Protestants have no clue about who Thecla is, and most Catholics do. Um, so Thecla is the heart of this story, and she is a teenager uh, living in current-day Turkey, that is, ancient Asia Minor. And I'll tell you the story of Thecla and then just say a few things about what we've been working on this week at Holden as to what that might mean in the 21st century. So Thecla, teenager, uh, is about to be married because that's what happens to women, young women in the ancient uh, world. Uh, she happens to be looking out the window one day and there's this guy teaching outside. He's, he recognizes himself as a teacher and a healer. His name is Paul. This is the famous or infamous Paul from the Christian scriptures. Uh, and in this story, Thecla hears him talking about a new way of life. 
And it is a way of life that basically avoids marriage and seeks for a new way of a kind of what one might call a fictive family. That is, a family that acts like a family but has no blood ties. Uh, so he's talking that and Thecla, teenager about to get married, who's got a fiancé, starts listening carefully. And the more she thinks about it, the more she says, now why would I get married? What is there in it for me in terms of my being a good person and a person that's interested in the world, why would being married help me? And then she notices that Paul, this teacher, is talking about how to be a healer, to, to work with people so that they start feeling better, and how to be a teacher. And before long, this teenager says to herself, I want to be a healer and a teacher like Paul. Well, the problem is her mother. Well, the problem is her mother and her fiancé. Because in that day, under the governance of the Roman Empire, if a man wants to marry you, and you have agreed to marry that man, it's the law. You can't get out of it. And Thecla and her mom have a confrontation. Her mom says, just stop this healer and teacher thing. You're not doing it. It's against our family and it's against the law. So you're getting married. And she says, no, I'm not. I got my, I'm, I'm set now. I'm going to leave the family and I'm going to follow Paul uh, for a while and then we're both going to be healers and teachers sometime together, sometimes apart. Then in comes, at the request of the mother, in comes the fiancé. He says, I love you. And she says, well, I'm sorry about that, but basically I now have a new calling. I am to... I'm going to, in the eyes and with the help of God, I'm going to be a healer and a teacher. This then um, escalates until the fiancé and the mother bring Thecla to the governance, to the government, which says, oh, well, that's clear. Uh, you have to get married. You already agreed. Uh, and the people of that town also notice Paul is saying to all kinds of people, God wants you in your full capacity and God thinks probably it's best for you not to get married. So the people of the town say, it's that Paul's the problem. He's corrupting all the young women. And so they bring Paul in, throw him in jail, and then throw him out of town. 
And then that, and then they say, now he's gone. That let's just go get married. She says, no. And they say, uh, what would you say? They said, you, you're getting married. It's the law. She says, no, I'm not. They say, we're going to burn you to death. So they take her and put her on the pyre. And they start the flames. And it doesn't. the flames don't seem to be hurting her. And then all of a sudden, God sends a big rainstorm. No more fire. She walks down the pyre and out of town. The first time she lands out of her own town is in a big city. And she's walking down the, the streets of that city the next day. And, well, attractive young women usually don't walk down the street of that big city alone. And so one of the leading citizens and governance people and rich persons of that city sees her and he said, Whoa, you are beautiful. I want you for mine. And she said, Sorry, I'm on another gig. I'm 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 gonna be a healer and a teacher. And um and he said, No, you're now mine. And he grabs her. She reaches back with her fist and clobbers the guy and knocks his crown off. He gets up off the ground, grabs her, and brings her to jail. Jail? Okay. This time they send her, uh, because she won't um, change her mind, they send her to the arena to die in, uh, at the hands of the wild beasts. And that's what happens. Um, long, that's a long scene in the story. I won't tell you all about it. But turns out that she survives the fight with the wild beasts. She's naked um, and uh, at the will of the lions and the, and the um, bears and the bulls. And she escapes. At the same, the last thing they do in the arena is say, no, we're going to throw you into this big pond of water in the middle of the arena because it has human-eating seals, it says. Well, I don't know what a human-eating seal is. We can't figure that out. But they throw her in. And... Um, a lightning strike from heaven hits the water and kills all the seals, but not her. And she says, you know, to be a healer and a teacher, I really want to be baptized. I want to be washed in water. And I've been asking Paul for some time to baptize me, but he keeps putting that off. But here I am in the middle of the arena with water. I'm going to baptize myself. And she does. Then she leaves. Long story short, um, she leaves and has a successful career with and without Paul for her whole life as teacher and healer. She dies of old age after a successful following of her call. And they say that she was buried beside Paul. Now we know of eight different towns that claim to be where Paul uh, uh, is buried. So anyway, sort of, she was buried beside Paul. That's the story. So we've been working on that. 
this week, and we're putting on a play at the direction of my um, colleague, uh, uh, Natalie Perkins, who uh, is uh, a well-known musical theater person across the country and actually across, across the world. So she and she is putting that story here at Holden. She's putting that on as a musical theater. Um, she's going to do that two weeks in a row. We're having a ball. But we think that this story is stunning for our time. Let me say just a little bit about this. I'm thinking mainly about gender. And I want to say that it seems clear to us that her stand against marriage is a stand against violence and domination. She understands clearly that marriage in that day, at least, um, is a tool of powerful men and that she will never even if she leaves her family now and gets married, she will still be under a powerful man. When she has to go on the road, she cuts her hair and takes on clothes of men. So she is gender-bended at that point. Um, and I want to say, it's not just costume that changes. It's her that changes. She realizes that the tension between and the coalition between men and women in marriage is different than what she wants to be and that what God wants her to be. And so I want to say in the terms of 21st century gender theory, I want to say that she's not just gender-bended, but she's queer. Um, it's not as Protestants and Catholics would have had it, that she is just celibate. Um, because that in, in modern day has been re, uh, read simply as someone who doesn't have intercourse with the other sex. But she, this is not a question of who you have sex with so much as who you are. And she, in her world, she walks into a world and becomes not, well, as Paul says, neither male nor female, but in Christ. And that is a, that is something that is flooding us in the early part of the 21st century as a possibility. We, as many cultures, are learning so much about the distortion that happens when we only have two genders. When we look across other cultures and all in time, there are all kinds of genders of human beings. And we have, especially through marriage, we have set it up to be male and female. And so for us this week at Holden, we're talking a lot about the possibility of being outside the demands of domination and violence in a way that helps us shape who we are across the simplicity of male and female. Um, last time I looked online, uh, 
gender theorists say, they think that they're saying somewhere between 29 and 33 genders that they know about. And, and what we see in our day is that people are learning to be bigger persons. I'm not saying that there's not um, legitimacy in being a man and a woman, a male or a female, but what we're discovering is that in many of us, there's more to us than that. So I think theologically about this. I think that God is making a growing universe that keeps expanding. And that on our planet, one of the expansions going on is the expansion of gender and how much there ha there is for humans to be that's yet to be discovered. Well, that's part of what we're up to um, this week at, at Holden. Uh, I'm, as usual, deeply grateful to this institution. Thanks for joining us for another Holden Village podcast. Be sure to view the links in the description for more information or visit our website to find out more about the village. We hope you will make a pilgrimage to Holden. Blessings and peace to you.